Hey, Chris. How's it going? Good, Jason. How are you this morning? I'm doing good, man. Welcome to Leading and Serving Podcast. This is episode like 16. 16? I know. Sweet 16. This is crazy. <laughs> like, who would have thought it would have taken off? And I, I'm, I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's been a lot of fun. It's, yeah. It's great to yeah. be with you today. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, it's good to be here. There's yeah. just a ton of things going on in our world right now, isn't there? There, there is. I mean, There's it's a just, lot going on. just crazy. And it is. A lot so, to absorb, a lot to learn, a lot to think about, a lot to... Yeah, a lot to wonder even what voices do I listen to, what right. sources. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It, so. It's, been a, it's a, been a lot of information in the last, what, four or five days. Yeah, it's absolutely. Crazy. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we're, um, we've got friends who uh, are missionaries in Ukraine, and they mm-hmm. are um, they are stateside. Um, they they were here for furlough for vacation for uh, some time and support raising, but uh, they were not allowed to go back a couple of weeks ago when they were scheduled to. Um, oh wow! And so they are actually stateside. But um, a lot of people that they serve with and live with over there that they call home, mm-hmm. um, you know, are are fleeing west um, and oh, you know wow. just you know on the road for hours and hours and hours just trying to make a six hour trip. Um, it's really crazy. And uh, wow! So we're uh, you know. We're praying for them, and for sure, you know, there's a lot. Uh, you know, they they have an apartment in Kiev, and I'm not sure if it's still there. Oh well, you know, it's just it's just unreal to think about some of these things. It is, and, uh, it is, you know. But I also hear that uh, the quote pandemic ends tomorrow, according to the CDC or something really? like that. That's what I've heard. I haven't like looked it up on the news, <laughs> but like. That's interesting. I'm glad it's ending. I guess like the statement is COVID still exists, but it's no longer. A quote a pandemic. Oh, okay. So doesn't fall underneath the guidelines, right? Right. I don't know. I don't know. So what are we going to do with our lives? Uh, I'm looking forward to going back to normal and not wearing a mask. <laughs> We're all going to find out we don't have. We have tan lines around our nose right. and our chin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know. And with the weather breaking, now we can. We can. Oh. It'll go back to. You can have a full face 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 burn. You know. I... <laughs> I, I hope what you're saying is true. Yes. That the weather is breaking. Well, I mean, it, it's going to be 60s this week for us here true. in Indianapolis. True. So, but there is always false promises. Right. I know. I know. I'm trying to focus on the positive here. Right. Right. I know. I know Indiana likes to mess with my head, but you know, every little bit of sunshine I can enjoy, I'm I'm up for. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go for it. We're going to plow ahead and uh, live life. To the fullest, right? That sounds perfect. There we go. That sounds perfect. Picnics in February and the weather breaking. With... I'm not sure I'm going that far, but okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with nice, muddy, muddy ground. <laughs> nice. So we had a um, we had a listener write in as uh, they've uh, listened to uh, the last five episodes, especially where we've been talking about the five voices. Okay. And they had a great idea that I thought we would do today. Because, you know, we, we talked about, you know, when we get done with all five, we're going to recap them and kind of talk through them, right? Right. So... The question was, what is Chris's voices? What is his blend? Oh, no. Yeah, you know where this is going? (laughs) So he said, why don't you have Chris take the five voices assessment Uh and then talk about the results on the the air and see what he thinks, if it sounds good, if it kind of matches up, and just kind of talk through it a little bit. This is why this makes total sense now. This is... (laughs) I mean, I I was not prepped for this, but that's... No, you that, were not. That's okay. <laughs> so tell you what, okay. um, let's pause the recording. Okay. I've got I've got the assessment queued up for me on the laptop over here. Okay. And uh, it, 
it'll take just, you know, 15 minutes or so. Okay. We'll run through, I think it's 80 questions. Um, there's some goofy ones on there, but you know, you'll, I'm here to guide you through, Chris. Uh, I appreciate you know. that. I appreciate that, Jason. <laughs> and Thanks. then we'll, uh, then we'll hit record once we get the results and we'll just uh, chat through it. Okay. Sounds and good. Uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. Sounds great. Cool. We'll be back in just a moment. We'll be back. Cue the Jeopardy theme song music. All right. Well, welcome back. Yes, welcome back. That was you survived. I survived. <laughs> you know, um, it is a great opportunity. I've been meaning to do this, anyways. But it's just, I'm glad you kind of called me out and said, "Hey, take this real quick. Let's do this." And I, um, the questions obviously weren't hard. And you know, we were talking off mic. Is that um, there's some things that have changed in my life that have caused me to lean more towards one way or towards the other. Um, yeah. And I think that it's great to know that at some level that, you know, some of these things can change over time. You know, sure. you might want to grow something about yourself to make something in your life stronger, and that might bring out a stronger voice um, in, in, over time. Right. Um, but it was just – so I, I love – but I love them being able to um, work from or understand where I'm currently at just so mm -hmm. I can understand myself better right. um, and so I can help um, guide those around me better right. because I understand myself better. Right. And that's, I mean, even in that, we talked about that off mic as well. It's like, you know, when I'm trying to coach one of my guys to work through something, then I know why the feelings that I have are why I have them and they might not necessarily have them, but I'm a, because of the way I know what I know about myself. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to discern sometimes the way we feel we were wired, you know, mm -hmm. the we, way we were created, the way we were born, mm -hmm. versus the way we've learned over time. You know, um, that uh, sometimes we have a great mentor, we have a, a you know, a, um, a, a perceptive parent or somebody who speaks into our life at a young age is like, hey, you've got a weakness you need to kind of work on, right? you know, let's work on right. this. And, you know, so you work on it for 10 years and then you take this test. You're like, well, that doesn't sound like me, <laughs> but it was at one point, right. but you've really worked on that and mm -hmm. it may be not a strength, but. Well, and I wouldn't you say that um, coaching in of itself has come a long way in the fact that I think when I was younger, they were, the, the goal was to try to more focus on your weaknesses to try to make them stronger where I feel like um, culturally in some of the podcasts that I listen to that they're trying to kind of get you to dive into your strengths yeah. and and try to uh, be the best you you can be, recognizing that you do have some weaknesses, like we all do, and right. that, you know, it, you can know that it's there. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're any less, you know, that you're any less of a person or anything. It just right. recognize it for what it is and then focus on your strengths and your abilities um, right. versus trying to constantly fix what you might think is, mm -hmm. or what why others might think is wrong, I guess is right. what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Cause your weakness will never be your strengths. Right. Like I mean, it's just never going to happen and that's okay. God made yeah. each one of us different and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, if you play baseball or, or basketball, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and you're right hand dominant and yeah. you try and learn how to hit left or make free throws with your left hand, I mean, that's never going to be your desired. Right. Right, your go-to. Yeah, right. it's not going to be your strength. Right. I mean, sure, there's some guys who do a really good job of switch hitting. Right. But that might actually be their strength is being ambidextrous. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not well, that they, you I, know, spent 
20,000 hours trying to learn how to bat left-handed. They just right. kind of were naturally strengthened. And I have no doubt in 20,000 hours that they probably got better at it. Oh, yeah. But it's not going to be their their strongest ability, right? if that makes right. sense. And, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think there's a realization going on in our culture that... Um, you know, if we were to focus on our, our weaknesses mm-hmm. and we're trying to make them all strengths, then everything rests on us, mm-hmm. that we are the perfect leader with no weakness, with no downfalls, that we can do anything and everything all the time perfect. Mm-hmm. And the realization is that, no, we need other people. Right. We're, exactly everyone right. serves on a team for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's some solo, solo stuff out there, right. but in the most part... If you're not serving on a team and you are solo, you're working with other people. Right. Yes. <laughs> you're still talking to them or selling to them or some right. you're still interacting. And so leaning on other people as part of your team mm-hmm. of knowing, hey, that's my weakness, but that's your strength. Mm-hmm. Let's team up. Right. You know. Well, and even in with with the COVID environment that we we talked about where we're just ending, like it was almost um, that is some of those things have popped out severely in mm. multiple teams to recognize that hey, we we need each other. We need to work on this because of this, that, and that. Right. But right. it's and it's also recognize that some things you don't need everybody for. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I guess we've we left them in suspense long enough. Right. I guess. Right. There's the drum roll. Something like that. Chris, what was your uh, what was your top three voices? So my top three are connector, creative, and pioneer. All right. And that was followed up, I think, by nurture and then guardian last. Correct. Right. So one of the things to remember when you look at your results okay. is that you are not solely one voice. You are a blend of all five. Okay. So even though guardian is the fifth voice. It still is present in your life. It's just much harder for you to access yes. and, okay. and utilize. Okay, it's still there, um, you know. Um, but you know, tapping into that voice is more difficult. And uh, you're going to do it through the lens of connector creative. If I need to tap into it, I'll just call my wife. There you go. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Opposites attract. And right. That's why we marry well, right? Right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, so connector. If you remember. Um, Connectors are champions of relational networks, collaboration, mm-hmm. um, effective communication. Um, this is um, the highlight of a connector. Um, do you feel like that accurately? Yes, I, I do feel like that is accurately. Pretty close. Yeah. Okay. And I get frustrated with my communication when it's not effective. Right. <laughs> so it's totally me. Yeah. And connectors tend to communicate with, um, with great passion, um, with great vision. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, I um, would say... From an observational standpoint, yeah, I'm, you I'm see with it. you on that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So a creative then, mm-hmm. in your second voice, this is, um, you know, walking down the scale here, um, creatives are champions of future ideas, um, mm-hmm. innovation, organizational integrity, um, that, you know, the, the core integrity of an organization that our walk better match our talk. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like that's, that's that pretty strong as well? Yes, very strong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe an example of... Uh, you know, I think that uh, when I was younger, it's uh, I was told that you know that integrity, uh, organizational integrity, is huge. And I think it starts in the small stuff and trying to show those things to around to the people that you're working with is definitely a real thing. Yeah, because it, it, it life gets muddy. Yeah, and it can easily go down a path you don't want to go down. Right. So yes, right, I totally agree. So yeah, and if um, if. People were to go back uh, three or four episodes, I forget now, 
where we we interviewed you as part of the podcast. Oh, yes, yeah. I, you said the word integrity numerous times. I did. <laughs> I did. Trust and integrity is huge for you. It is. Um, so then the pioneer voice, being your third, mm-hmm. um, you know, might be a little bit harder to discern once you get in that third and fourth voice. They It kind of blends in a little bit more. Um, but a pioneer is about strategic vision, results focus. We're going to push the ball down the court, you know, problem solving. Do, does that feel like that? Sounds a little familiar. Yeah, enough. I mean, I see some some of those parts, and it's funny because I, I even said to you, I was like, I think some of these things are growing. Like I'm learning more and, and getting stronger mm-hmm. with some of them um, because of influences on my life currently. Um, but I don't, you know, it's one of those things I don't know that I'm always that great about. But I do know that they're important, and they're and they they're important to me in my life in what I'm doing. Um, so yes, I think it's it's very much there. Yeah. So yeah, I see a drive in you for sure. Yeah, and I'm Absolutely. curious to know how much um, you know in like three or five years from now. Like, I'm curious to know as businesses grow, they go through that um, different cycles, life cycles, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if this is going to shift with my life cycles of my businesses. Oh if yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. You know? I'm not. I was like, oh man, this is. But this is spot on for where I'm at, which mm-hmm. is just. Um, I've struggled with these in the past because. Um, I felt like I could direct where I wanted to go, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but like you said, just stay true to what I thought, what I truly is important to me. And um, that's really helped me through the, even mm-hmm. just taking the questions. And so right. it was, I think it's spot on. And I really, um, it was good. Cool. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So a couple more things, uh, just um, a connector, creative pioneer, that blend of voices in particular, um, really loves visioning the future. Mm-hmm. Um, especially where um, people are concerned, so that yes. not just yourself, but other people can achieve their full potential. Yes. How how do you see that working out at I, times? I totally agree with that. Like you know, it's people on my team. I want the best for them, and I want them to get to their fullest ex- mm-hmm. potential that they want. Um, I mean, I have multiple conversations with um, different people that work work with me, and like. What do they want? What's, what do they want the, for their future? Are there are any things that they want to learn, mm-hmm. um, things that are important to them or important to me, and trying to make all that come to fruition. That's cool. So, yeah, I, I, I've seen that in that, um, you know, my, my oldest son works for you, mm-hmm. and I have seen that play out not just from your perspective but also how he talks about um, working with you, um, that he feels like you got his back. Yes. At any point, any time, yeah. you got his back, and he loves that. And he loves that, um, and he's a he's a pioneer first voice. So, oh. he's like somebody's on my team. I'm ready to go. Let's right? let's 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 push it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, a natural connector, mm-hmm. um, creative pioneer. Thinking about that communication aspect, um, loves getting people on board with great ideas. I do. <laughs> I totally do. That's why we get along, I think. Yes. Because I love ideas, and we're always... Right. We're right. Always, I love talking about ideas, Yeah, too. Yeah. We just... Uh, I think it might be on the challenges. Let's see. Um, um, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, a challenge for a connector creative is that as these ideas come up, mm-hmm. um, can find it difficult um, to discipline your talent and remain committed once the initial excitement has worn off. Yes. Is that a little bit of a struggle? Yes. Yeah. That yeah. is. And probably why my wife gets frustrated with me sometimes because <laughs> I've got a new idea. I know. I share this often. with you. I share this with you so much <laughs> that 
I mean, you and I sit down and we talk about a million ideas. Yes. And how many we execute. My wife One. Even, yeah. <laughs> my wife even said when I started another business, she's like, so how long are you going to do this? And she would, she would like, she's the one that brings me to task and it's like, okay, so I need you to define a timeline. Right. Like, you're going to stick with it for how long? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then I know I'm like, oh, crud. It's on a calendar somewhere. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, um, Chris, thanks for playing along. Yeah, thanks. That this was, was definitely put me on the spot. And you know what? I, I got to be honest with you, Jason. I did appreciate it. It's good to chat with you and um, good to go over this. I'm, I'm excited that we could do this on air because I didn't even think about, you know, somebody might be listening to this hesitant to take it, uh, you know, and True. not sure how long mm-hmm. it's going to take or, you know, the the. I think that you can learn a lot of things from it. So let me be the first to tell you that uh, if you haven't taken it, today's a great day to do it. That's right. That's right. right. And you can find the link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, It's a free... Uh, it's a free assessment. There's no cost. Uh, mm-hmm. Took what 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah, not very long at Didn't, all. Yeah, and um, yeah, so love for you to jump in there. And I mean, kind of next step um, for for me and you is that um, we're trying to get your team together. Yes. So that we can talk about all the voices and how those blend on the team and how right. it works together and which and is benefits there of not I, just knowing yourself but knowing others. Right. And I mean, trying to bring all this together with those different people with these different skill sets and trying to blend that team together. Is I, I, my expectation is it's going to take us to a whole nother level to just to better understand each other, yeah. so that we can. And from my perspective, giving me a great oppor- greater opportunity to help them be able to um, understand them better, also help them um, accomplish the things that I that they want. Right. So. Right. Yes. Oh, cool. Super looking forward. Thanks for taking this time, Jason, and chatting with me, and thanks for putting me on the spot too. Yeah. Thanks for not running from the room, No, being blindsided. Loved it. All right, so we've got a great interview coming up here in a moment. Um, Zach Killey is joining us. Um, Zach is a a good friend of ours who um, uh, works with me here at the church, but is also doing uh, the training in the giant worldwide stuff with five voices and the tools. And he happens to share your voice order. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so there's two of you behind the mic here in a moment. I'm not sure what to think about that. It's going to be scary, isn't it? Yeah. So you ready to jump over? Yeah, let's jump. All right, here we go. Hey, Zach. Thanks for joining us today. No problem, man. I appreciate your time and uh, appreciate you um, spending some time with us because I understand that you and I have some commonalities about um, What's our finality. <laughs> just out of curiosity. I'm sorry. I just got to be that guy. <laughs> so we obviously have different <laughs> of the same um, five voices set up. And Jason put me on the spot today and decided that I needed to take the test right now. Yeah. So I took the test like right now, and then we came back and followed up and found out that I am a connector creative pioneer. Hey, me too, bud. Yes. (laughs) So um, why don't you give me some of your wisdom on this? Because the way I understand it, you are also learning about the five voices and also yeah. sharing it with people around you as well. For sure. Um, Jason has been doing this longer than me, and he's much more knowledgeable than me. Uh-huh. And uh, also, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to go into because Jason just kind of <laughs> looked at me and was like, hey, man, you want to come on the podcast and talk about the five voices? I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. Uh, what do I talk about? You know, just talk about it. Like, yeah. oh, okay. 
So, you know, what do you want to hear? That, well, tell us a little bit of like yeah. the superpower of a connector. Like where do where do connectors shine? How do the what are their strengths and how do they lean into uh, influence in their lives? Connectors are people people. Uh, they love people. They love they kind of cherish the ability to say I've got a guy for that. You know, like when a situation arises that you you know somebody that can fill that gap for someone else and you love bringing that to the table and contributing in that way. Um, and and so part of that is also, uh, I don't know that it's a, one of the maybe finer points of the Connector Creative Pioneer, but just um, finding enjoyment in other people recognizing that you did that, you know, like that's part yeah. of it. And, and I mean, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily like that, but kind of on the broader spectrum, that is kind of a connector thing. In general, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... Uh, it's all about how how can I kind of get people fired up about this? How can I get people excited about this? How can I bring people together in this? Um, but, you know, having the creative voice in there and the pioneer voice as your third voice, um, there's also a level of kind of looking to the future. I mean, all three of those voices are future-oriented. Yeah. And so, I mean looking at my life, it, it definitely explains why I have a hard time hitting the gym because I'm like, ah, someday, you know, but like, <laughs> um, you know, that's going to be great when that finally happens. Uh, but yeah, it, it can be kind of hard to, uh, live in the now as a connector, uh, connector creative pioneer because you're so fired up and so excited about, um, planning for the future, but getting other people fired up about, you know, what's in store, um, and then, you know, as our third voice pioneer, you know, there's a little bit of that go-getter in us, but maybe it's not our most natural quality to just go get it. We're like, we kind of have to eat, we have to force ourselves into that headspace sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that one is <clears throat> hard for me. Um, but, you know, w- once you're aware of it, that makes it a lot easier. So what are what are some of the things that um, I mean you you just explained this things really well, and I don't know. <clears throat> I'm sure the creative side plays a part because you are you're very musically talented, and have some of that going on where I do not. But I'm curious to know how has that played out in other parts of your life, the the creative aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you kind of got so. With the five voices, creative doesn't necessarily just mean like it's not necessarily creative in the way we often think of creative. It's it's more, more about like innovation, more about planning and getting fired up about like having ideas and wanting to implement them. Is that a fair way of putting it, Jason? I think so. Yeah. Um, and so you know, part of that is um, being able to look at things from a different perspective, and I think that's where you kind of get the classical view of a creative, like an artist, like a, a painter or a musician, they're generally more likely to think in abstract ways. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why they're, it's easier for them to kind of think towards the future and kind of come up with these new ideas and stuff because they see things a little differently. Um, but the other part of that is you're not always so understood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there's drawbacks to being, uh, to having, creative is one of your first voices is that oftentimes you'll say something, you'll put it out there and the rest of the room is not tracking. And so, 
Um, that's really interesting, though, when that conflicts with your connector, where you're just kind of always go, 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 let's go get these people fired up about this. Um, and so, like, connector creative, I would say there's an aspect of where you really need to kind of think through what you need to say, because if you just start talking, you're likely to say something stupid. And so, like, you really need to, like, carefully speak. Um, and, I, and I think that that's not necessarily a bad thing if everybody mm-hmm. knows that that's your voice, if that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you walk into a room of people you don't know and you just start talking, you can, you can make a, a bunch of stupid statements pretty quickly. So <laughs> That may make 100% of sense in your mind. Exactly. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, that's one of the big things with the creative voice is saying, like, I need you to give me room to express myself and mm-hmm. to kind of explain myself because it's probably not going to come out so naturally. And so you're going to have to bear with me as I – it's kind of like you're working it out as you're saying it sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the job difficult. of other voices is to, to try and draw it out, to find the gold in what you're talking about. Yeah, Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of the five voices is when they're all working together, it makes one cohesive organism. Like mm-hmm. everybody's working together and, and – playing off of each other and building each other up. It's when you have the unhealthy parts of those voices start popping out that you start to see conflict and things start to fall apart. I I think what's cool about the five voices, you know, that we're we're a blend of the five. And so your second voice being creative, the ideas, the future ideas that you're thinking about and dwelling on are going to be expressed through the lens of connector. Mm. And so you're probably, I mean... Not that a connector creative can't come up with process or task type ideas or, you know, those type, you know, developing systems or something like that. Um, most of the ideas that where you shine would be through, you know, future ideas that that involve the network of people and resources of, you know, if we were to do this, you know, if we developed this in the, in the future, it would probably involve your network is right. a huge component to your success. Hmm. Compared to like a, you know, a, um, you know, a pioneer creative, they're, they're going to be like, what is our strategy? What is our logic? Here's a great idea, but it's going to be a very strategic idea, very logical, we're going to take over the world (laughs) kind of idea. Mm -hmm. And a connector creative is going to be more, um, how can we benefit people? You know, like Zach said, we're people, people. Yeah. um, We are people, people, but also I think something that the connector has to be very um, cognizant of is the fact that while you may think you're doing the best thing for everybody, you may not always be, even though you think you are. And so that's why, like, for instance, uh, I think it would be the same, right? That his last two voices, that Chris's last two voices Mm -hmm. are uh, nurture guardian, right? And so those are going to come less likely to us. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are going to stop you and go, well, wait, this is why that's not going to work. Or to say, well, wait, actually, so-and-so has been you know, saying this to me, and so that's really going to upset them if you do this because those people are like ground-level, deep relationships with people where we're kind of like more of a broad, let's get people fired up, let's like galvanizers, you know? Like it's like I have this idea. I want you to believe in this idea, and we're pretty good at getting people to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need nurturers and guardians beside us saying, whoa, buddy, like, I know why you're excited about this, but you didn't think about these things, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to figure out how to bridge this gap for for 
nurturers and guardians because they're not future thinkers. They're mm-hmm. they're very present mindset people. Yeah. They want to know right now. Um, you know, how is this going to work? How uh, how are we ever going to make this happen? What's the history look like of this? Can you prove this to me? And so we we need nurturers and guardians in our lives to kind of walk us through our blind spots. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you should say that because I know that uh, my wife is a guardian and she, for a long time, I thought that she was a kind of poo-pooing everything I came up with, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, but quickly realized that she wasn't. She was just trying to help me think through it. And so that's a really mature, <clears throat> like that's a very mature connector uh quality for you to recognize that because it's really easy for a connector to take everything as like harsh criticism. Right. And I, that's actually, it's just, I mean, it's been a growth process that Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that until we had gotten to the point where I recognized, Hey, she's not trying to, to knock my idea. She's trying to help me think through my idea to Mm -hmm. make sure Mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, successful in whatever it is that I go down. Yeah. So now we have co- different conversations than what we did when we probably right. first got married, mm-hmm. just because right. I didn't understand what was going on. And 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 as you've learned that, she's probably become more um, thought out in the way she approaches you on the things that she wants to critique you on. Right? She probably like she probably tries to explain to you like what exactly she's trying to say that she's not just knocking your ideas now. Um, in order to, to build that. I mean, well, and I think it, since now that I know what she's doing, uh-huh. it can, I can ask more questions right? and to, to be able to figure out what she's really talking right. about versus just cutting it off and walking away. Right. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? That totally makes so, sense. So like when we, now it's just like, she's more like, okay, so what's your plan? And I'm more open to having that conversation with her because- now I know you know where it's coming from, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. But you needed to know that, right. right? And I didn't know that when I mean we've been married for I don't know a long time, and but at the beginning I didn't know that, right? So it was definitely like a headbutting, yeah, you know, conversation, and didn't I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> yeah. My my fiance will get on to me about something. Well, she's not even getting on to me about something. It's the exact same thing. Well, she'll right. be like, well, you know, like you may be offending people by doing that and, and maybe you're coming off a little brash there or whatever. And I'm like, ah, whatever. And she's like, well, don't be mad. I'm like, I'm not mad. I know you're right, but I don't want to admit that right. I know you're right. Exactly. I want to pout right now. You right. Know? Like, right. I don't want to talk about you, it either. Right, right. <laughs> you just, you just told me exactly what I needed to hear and I didn't want to hear it. You know, right. like it's. Well, and I think that over time, which I'm sure you're going to get there faster than I did, but when, um, I was younger. I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear the pushback. I didn't want to hear what it took to help me grow. Right. And so now at this point in my life, I'm constantly searching for it now. It's a flip of the coin where before I had never wanted it. Now I can't get enough of it because I feel like at this point, if I get, if I focus on it and try to help, it'll help me grow faster versus the reverse. And, and, you know, Jason brought this up. We were actually talking about uh, this on, like, on for me yesterday, um, is how, like, I get really kind of defensive mm-hmm. when I meet people that come off as fake to me. Like, mm-hmm. there are certain red flags that just start going up. Yeah, you're laughing because you get it. But, like, there's certain red flags that start going up, and I immediately 
kind of like back off a step and I'm like, not necessarily like I don't trust you, right. but you're now going to have to prove to me right. that these red flags are unwarranted and that I am wrong right. because all of your behaviors are now matching up with everything I've ever seen come out of the people that have burned me. And that was the point he made was like, you've probably been burned and that's probably, yeah. I mean, and so, that's, I still don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so like overly, I, this sounds horrible, but like when people are just like happy in ways that normal people aren't happy, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's sketchy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Why are you so smiley? Or Why are you at, trying to sell me on this? So What's going on? What are you hiding? Yeah. Right. Like, right. Just come out with it. Right. And which is really bad because like, I think for some people, like that's like, it's kind of their business face is what I was, we were talking about yesterday is like for so many people, it's just very common to just really be smiley and happy because like they've been taught that's what people want to see. And they're not probably wrong. We're probably just like overtly sensitive to it. And in a lot of cases I I do find out later, Oh, well they didn't mean anything by that. That's just how they're dealing with me, you know, but um, yeah, I am hypersensitive to it. So one of my first jobs, I'll never forget. My boss looked at me and goes, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Inevitably, I had to walk into people's houses and like act like I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I was young. Mm-hmm. I looked young. And then on top of it, I was supposed to fake what I, what I didn't right. know. Right. And ever since then, I was like, all right, uh, that doesn't work really well <laughs> at all. Because, I mean, I got called out several times, but I just, you know. Right. Because but like, now, at this point, I have the wisdom. I've, or I don't know that I have wisdom, but I've had enough time underneath my belt that what I'm talking about nine times out of ten, I do know something about. Well, you know, and that part of that's probably your creative shining through where you've got a certain standard of what, like, goodness looks like and mm-hmm. what, like, like your your ideals, your morals coming through. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, fake it till you make it's great and it works pretty well for a lot of people but like deep down at the core i mean really what they're saying is just lie until you don't have to lie anymore right and it's like well i really don't want to lie you know right like, that's exactly right <laughs> so it, it's like you said it's at the moral level like okay i'm lying to you and i'm lying to me right <laughs> like right. i'm trying to fake us both out and it's not working at all <laughs> right yeah, right yeah so anyways. well we've given a lot of love to connectors and creatives yes tell me you know, from from your perspective, um, what is the goal? I mean, we kind of touched on this, especially with Guardians, since you know, future voices are drawn to the the, the, the nurturers nurses. and the Guardians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah um, so, talk about those voices and how which one the nurturer and the Guardian. Yeah, yeah, the ones that are the hardest for you to access and the gold that they bring to the table for for you that you see the value that you see in them in those voices. You want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, I think the Guardian's a little easier to nail down, personally. Um, they, they're question people. They want to know. They're very statistic-based. They're very numbers-based. They're very fact-based. Very logical. Um, mm-hmm. And they want to know, by the book, how is this going to work? Yep. And... Um, it is expected of us to explain that even when we don't always know, because it's not hard for us to get excited about things even when we can't see the middle ground. We see the end result more. We're like, oh, we'll figure it out. Right. Um, I'll figure out how to get there. Right. But 70% of the population are nurturers and guardians. 
Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. 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 Seventy. And so yeah. they they don't think that way. Right. And so like yeah, thirty percent of us do, but the ma- the vast majority of people need that middle ground hashed out for them. And so um, that that's the beauty of it. Kind of like I was saying, those are the people you need in your corner to say, no, I, I need to know all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they can kind of teach us how to, how do I say this? When we pay attention to their needs, we become more aware of what we need to deliver. Yes, completely agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I do. Um, so, I mean, that's your, that's your guardian. Um, the other thing is they're quiet, <laughs> both of them. They have the quietest voices of the five, um, or... First and third quietest. First and third. Yeah. And so guardian being the third, right? Yeah. And then nurture being the quietest. Yes. Um, Creative being the second one. And so we really need to make room for them to talk um, Mm -hmm. because we need to respect the fact that they aren't always as free to just express themselves Mm -hmm. because, uh, well, one, the guardian doesn't want to be bossy. They don't want to be interrogating you all the time. They don't want to feel that way. Um, but it's also just kind of their nature to ask those questions because they need that for their comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, the nurturer, they—I mean—they just love people. They—they, they, those are like often the people in our companies that everybody just loves. Nobody's got a problem with the nurturers because the nurturer is just going around loving on everybody, just taking care of people. How can I, you know? How can I help? You know what? What do you need from me? How can I be of assistance? Because they really. Um, they feel like they succeed when they see other people succeed. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, we need to let them do that and we need to have genuine relationships with them. We don't need, to, like, it can be really easy for a connector to um, use people as a means to an end. That's a very, like, immature connector quality and it's something we have to be very aware of so we don't fall into that mm-hmm. because we can be really superficial and just use are kind of galvanizing our way of getting people fired up right. just to benefit us. And we need to be very respectful to the fact that, I mean, like people like nurturers that really want that real genuine relationship, we've got to deliver on that. Um, is that pretty fair on both of those? I think so. Is there anything else? Yeah, I, I love the, the present voices like uh, Nurture and Guardian, which I've, I fact-checked, 73%. 73%. Yeah. Even yeah. higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, that as future voices, we, we're looking 20 steps down the road going, right. look at the victory, look at the success, you know, look at what we can build. And the nurturers and the guardians are going, yeah, but in step three, we squash Johnny. And then in step five, we kill the organization. Right. We're never going to make it to 20. Right. Oh, no, we'll get past it. We're fine. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and so it, it's those voices that, that bring a sense of reality and purpose and intentionality to the steps along the way. and. Um, I love those voices. Those are... Yeah. No. But they also tend to make us the most uncomfortable because, <laughs> like, we don't know how to deal with... I, the Guardian especially. The Nurture, I don't think we're as naturally, like... Well, they're people, people, too. Yeah, yeah. we don't feel, like, yeah, it's attacked relational by them, for them. Yeah. but yes. we feel attacked by Guardians uh, because they're coming to stomp out our dreams and crush right. our spirit, yeah. and that's not what they're doing at all. At all, they're, right. They're there right. to make sure you succeed, but they need to see it in numbers on paper, right. black mm-hmm. and white exactly. steps. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Right. Yeah, and yeah. like you said earlier, the tendency for a connector, especially, is to take the take questions personally, one hundred percent, that critically. Right. And so, yeah. Um, 
which and, and and I mean, if you want to get into weapon systems, we kind of talked about uh, you know the Guardian uh, interrogating you. You know that that's mm-hmm. their attack method. They're going to question you to death until you're in a corner and you can't get yourself out, right? right. And so you don't want to get them there because you right. will lose. Right. But then on the other side of that, the nurturers probably got the scariest weapon of all, which is they just back off. They kill the relationship. Mm-hmm. They stop. They don't. They don't stop talking to you. But it's just completely business only. There is no love. There is mm-hmm. no connection at that point. It's strictly, um, I'll keep working because I believe in this organization, but I'm not going to care for you in the way yeah. that I did. I'm not going to, I'm not in your corner like I was before. Right. And that's, that's dark. That's scary. <laughs> that's a scary place. That's With, too funny. Which is fun coming from a connector. Because you know you're a people person, right? And right. that relationship matters. Yeah, to lose that, to yeah. lose that is huge. Yeah, there might be some pioneers out there going, "That's fine." <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. Going, yeah, we can we can work through this. Yeah, right. you know? and uh, yeah, we can get more done if if it's just transactional and not you yes. know all the small totally. talk and make sure everybody's okay. We can get more done. <laughs> so, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It, it may seem that way. But you yeah. can for a very short time. Right, it's all going to come. It'll all come down. crashing down. Right, it's right. exactly right. It's all about. And once you lose that production, then it's done. One of my favorite quotes from Giant, well, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase, but the idea is that like um, businesses don't fail because of bad strategizing plans. Businesses fail because of people. Totally agree with that statement. I mean, that's just what it boils down to. Like if, if your company's falling apart, it's because the relationships are dead and people aren't getting to live into like their best version of like what their voice is, who they are, who they are. yep, and they're getting squashed somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I guess there's a lot of you know there's a lot of things that can go wrong there, but that's one of the yeah. one of the things let's, that can. Let's go take wrong that there. a little further down the road of of uh, the balance on a team. That if a team is very heavy in one voice, um, what that might do to a team versus a team that is very well balanced. Um, here's each of the voices, because um, that's another one of my favorite qu- quotes, that um, everybody speaks, but not everybody is heard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so not, a, not every voice feels like they're valued at the table. And so what if, you know, what if a team has all of one voice or another, and what if a team has a, a very respectful balance of, we value your voice, you have a place at the table? What, what do you think difference between those teams would look like? Well, I think it depends on what... Like you said, if it's all one voice, well, it depends on what the one voice is. Sure. Because, I mean, that outcome is going to be different for all those. Uh, what, what, would a, what would nothing, a team full of creative or uh, connectors look like? Uh, a team full of connectors, nothing would ever get done. Everybody would just be talking about it all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, that's the... Because one of my favorite co- qualities of a connector is, um, you know, it's, it's not that you're just chasing every... Sh- it's easy to squirrel in a conversation. That's why we watched like two YouTube videos before we ever hit record. Right. <laughs> I, I've actually got a pretty good. Uh, I've got a pretty good example for you of what it would look like if it was nothing but connectors. Uh, have you guys ever seen that documentary on Fire Island? No, they, no they, miss that. So these guys came together and put together this giant. It was going to be like the biggest island party ever, and they had all these bands come in. And they had all these bands signed up on who was going to be there. And they've got all these, oh, we've got these little, like, uh, um, huts you can stay in. And it's just going to be, like, the biggest all-inclusive deal ever. But the thing is, like, it was just put together by a bunch of guys that all they did was advertise and get people fired up for it. And so Mm -hmm. when it finally came time to deliver, all the bands pulled out. 
the people got there and they just had a bunch of like it looked like a, a like a UN uh, like tent village. Um, and so it's just a bunch of white tents. Everybody's eating like grilled cheese sandwiches every day. Oh, wow. And like there's nothing there. People are just walking around. All these like billionaire kids that paid like millions of dollars or oh, thousands of goodness. dollars or whatever. And it just all fell apart. That's what happens when it's nothing but connectors. <laughs> they get everybody fired up and it yep. doesn't deliver. Yeah. Yeah. There's a uh, one of the testimonies of um, one of the guys in Giant that um, him and two friends co-founded a business. They, in hindsight, they all turned out to be three connectors. Oh, wow. um, but they struggled and struggled and struggled to get off the ground, struggled to make any progress. And in hindsight, looking back with the, you know, with the knowledge of the five voices in their lives, he was like, every time we came together, it was just the three of us pitching our idea, mm-hmm. trying to gain the most momentum behind my idea. And then we'd walk away and we didn't know how to fully execute. And we didn't mm. know how to get there. So two of the guys, I think, ended up leaving the company. One ended up staying in that. Um, and the company then, you know, they found some other voices. Right. And, Added you know. some more to the people to the back. Yeah. And if they, you know, if they'd been intentional and built, you know, and, and known and been able to build a team from the start of how do we balance these voices, mm-hmm. um, what does a balanced team look like? What are, where do they go? Well, uh, are, are you saying, like, the way they communicate? Sure. Communicate to you, you communicate in to like, execute like yeah. as far as like in board meetings and things you communicate in order of voice order. Nurturers are going to go first. Creatives are going to speak second. Guardians are going to speak third. Con- then connectors, then pioneers because mm-hmm. connectors and pioneers are always talking, and so it's easy for them to speak over everyone else and drown out their voices. Mm-hmm. And so you need to start with the quietest voice in the room, which is the nurturer, and let them speak their mind and let them know that they're comfortable they they can be comfortable and they can speak because we we cherish what they they have yeah. to say because they're the people people they're like ground floor relationship people and we trust them and we mm-hmm. trust guardians very much um because they're the statistics people they're the analyst people um and we need to let creatives get, take the time or take all the time they need to express themselves because they need the time mm-hmm. to do that to work out their thoughts um and then, you know, connectors and pioneers go last because it's easy for them to just lord over everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, you know, and everybody gets a pass. This is not a, you know, hey, nurture, I know you're not super comfortable speaking and you may not have anything to say, but you must speak. This oh, is, sure. Yeah. This is, everybody gets a pass that, you know, if you go around the room and um, are evaluating an idea or a direction or something like that, go to your nurtures first. But if they're like, no, I'm good. I, I'm, I don't have anything to add at the moment. It's about letting people know that you value their role in Absolutely. the company. Yeah. That, that they have you that have opportunity. have a very important role to play here. And we know it's different from, you know, the, the nurture is different from the, the creative and they're different from the pioneer. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. everybody's got their role. It, it's all important. It's like cogs in a machine. Like you can't take one out. The machine stops working. Right. Um, and so it, it's more about just letting them feel comfortable, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, does that answer that? I think so. Totally. I think I so. I think it does. I think it's just interesting that um, it's great to make sure that, you know, everybody understands that they, you know, have their voice. Yeah. You know, they can have their voice in that midst of that group. Yeah. You know, and recognizing that, hey, you know, you have a say in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, might not be the, it might not be the final answer, but everybody can have their say in this, which I think is huge. For sure. Yeah. Um, something else I, I did just think of too is like, um, like 
in evaluating the life cycle of your company, you you can tell where you're at by who's kind of got the reins at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. If your connectors, your creatives, and your pioneers are calling all the shots, you're probably in a launch phase of your organization mm-hmm. or you are getting ready to renovate your organization because it can't always be them or else nothing will ever get done. You've right. got to turn it over to the guardian and the nurturer to kind of evaluate mm-hmm. things and say, okay, yeah, this is good. We can move forward. It's kind of like that story you were telling uh, here a while back. Uh, I don't know if you've ever talked about it on here, um, but Nike was making the shoes. Oh, and yeah. Like they had the they had the creative team. Everything's coming together. Okay, yeah, we R&D got our ideas. Development, yeah, we're making it happen. We're pushing out the product, but they don't have anybody in the middle going. Well, wait, nobody's ever going to wear these. You know what I mean? Like these are unwearable shoes. Right. They fall apart. You or know, the like, shoe costs five hundred dollars to make. Exactly. Right? You, you need numbers people, and you need people people to go. Well, wait, no, they don't. They said they don't like that kind of shoe. Like, why are we making that shoe? But Nike skipped that step. But once they incorporated people in that step, they stopped having that problem. Because yeah. it was just like, oh, we just need people in the middle going, is this actually a good idea? Do we push this to development? Yeah, mm-hmm. a refinement of the idea, a refinement of the process. Right. And then you put it into execution. Right. Yeah, hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the voices are just incredibly valuable um, when, we, when we recognize those in each other, when, right. we, when we value that, that input, that uh, contribution to the team. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's incredibly valuable. And as you think about, you know, if you're, if you're in a business and you're thinking about a new hire, think through the voices. Like, man, we, right. what are we missing? Right. You know, which you know, we we don't have any connectors. We don't have any nurtures. We don't have any what you know. Mm-hmm. What do we need to help push us forward? And it's likely found in the balance of the voices. Well, team. and I I'm, I can say from taking it today, you know, and talking with um, Zach and you both about this, it's. Is definitely I'm a lot more um, attainable slash understandable versus the other different formats that they have out there. And it's just this has been a great observation yeah. time and a great time for me to think about things and be able to relate to um, what's near and dear to my heart. What's also which has also helped me realize of what the things that I need to be looking at for the people that are surrounding me as well mm-hmm. in my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and I also I mean we're probably going to set up at point a time or place where we need to have you guys um, come in and hang out with my team to try to figure out who is what and what so that we can help make sure that we're um, utilizing everybody's strengths for the benefits of yeah. of the bigger picture. For sure, absolutely, we'd be glad to do that. Honestly, man, the for me, what I think the biggest plus of Giant is. Um, the giant system, the toolkit, everything, is it It may not be – I mean, it's not anything new. What they're talking about isn't anything new. It's right. all based on Myers-Briggs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. if yeah. you have a Myers-Briggs personality test, sure, you know what you are. But the thing about giant is it puts it in, a, in like a language that once you've kind of learned the toolkit, once you've just kind of learned, oh, this is who each of those people are, and these are some basic tools to apply to who those voices are you've got a framework that you can all now speak together. Mm-hmm. And so like I knew a lot of this stuff about myself, but I never had the appropriate language to explain it to other people. That's exactly right. And now I can. 
and I can just be like, oh, well, you know, like, well, this is the issue, you know, like, I, this, this is how I feel. It's because of, you know, X, Y, or Z. Um, whereas before, I'd probably just, I don't know, muddle around with words and right. do the typical creative thing and not make any sense, you know? Um, <laughs> Try but, to explain it, but not be effective. Exactly. Yep. And, and so this this gives you a language that you and your team or you and your family or you and whatever, mm-hmm. it can, you can work right. on anything. But it's a way of communicating with each other about who you are, why you're acting the way you are, or why they're acting the way they are. Uh, husbands, don't do that to your wives. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, um, it it just clears everything up for everybody, I think, okay. in the end. And, and it's so easy a kid could do it. I mean, it's designed so a 13-year-old could totally run with this thing. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, exactly. So if you're listening in today and you've made it to the end, we, uh, you yes. know, there's a link in the show notes where you can go and take the five voices assessment. It's a free link, uh, free account. Um, and you actually have access to all of the toolkit that, that Zach was just talking about. Um, mm-hmm. it's a lifetime account. You have access to it. You can go in and you can learn everything <laughs> yeah, li- on your own. Literally the giant system is free. The only thing anybody would ever pay for is if they want somebody to come alongside them and walk them through it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Help coach and help guide yeah and it's so so beneficial i mean download this free thing make it happen you'll love it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so um zach thanks for joining us man thanks for having me thanks um, for joining us i mean we didn't even get a chance to talk about you you i mean where you come from all of your uh prefer it that way to be honest with you we're gonna have you back we'll have to have you back (laughs) yeah that's fair because you got a few pursuits in your life I'm looking forward to figuring those out and chatting yeah. with you more about those. So yeah. we'll have to have you back. And uh, thanks for spending time with you, and, or t- time with you. Thanks for spending time with us. Also, I'm going to go ahead and plug something because you guys need to go ahead and make it happen because I've been pushing this on you for a while. Uh-oh. You need to get my buddy Chris Molina on here. Oh, yes. He's the yes. real yes. deal. You'll like him. He's All a right. good dude. we got to reach out to him. Very knowledgeable individual. Good stuff. Sounds good. Cool. We'll make it happen. Yes. Now you have a listening audience that just heard me call you out. So right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, we're going to wrap it up here. So um, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Yes. Um, send us a question. Um, all Check of this today notes. started because our friend Randy sent in a question going, I want to know what Chris is. Yeah. And so shout Thanks, out to Randy. Randy. And uh, yeah. And um, check the show notes and make sure that uh, you, know, you can tap into this great resource. So. Absolutely. We'll see you next time on Leading Serving. Thanks. Thanks.